last 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Hello, Utah Street. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast series recaps. Your friendly neighborhood host, Bobby Blanco, here. Thanks for tuning in. We are recapping this weekend's huge series against the first place Mets to conclude this homestand at a full capacity Nationals park. Entering the weekend, the Nationals were 30 and 35 on the season, riding a four game winning streak and a stretch of winning six out of their previous eight. Let's break it down. Remember when Eric Fetty tested positive for COVID-19 even after being vaccinated and then missed a month after a career performance in Arizona earlier this season? You would think that would have thrown off the 28-year-old and put him all out of whack as he led to a downward spiral as he retried to gain his footing. Not the case, as Fetty turned in the latest gem by a national starter by extending his scoreless inning streak to 20 frames then watched his catcher hit the walk-off RBI single in a 1-0 win over the Mets Friday night. The 20 straight scoreless innings for Fetty is now the longest streak by a Nationals pitcher this season, surpassing Max Scherzer's 19 consecutive scoreless innings from April 11th through the 27th. Fetty was better than whoever stepped in that box all night by relying heavily on his off-speed stuff to confuse the Mets hitters. He was particularly fond of his sinker, which he threw 50% of the time, and he completed seven scoreless innings of two-hit ball while walking four, one intentionally, and striking out six on 100 pitches, 61 of them for strikes. Fetty received some help from his battery mate before he played the role of hero later in the game, the few times that the right-handed pitcher did put a runner on base. Jan Gomes threw out leadoff base runners Mason Williams in the second inning and Luis Guillorme in the fifth inning trying to steal second. Gomes ended the night with a major league best 14 runners caught stealing, while would-be base stealers were now 19 of 33 against him this season. Then Gomes would step to the plate in the ninth inning with runners on the corners and sent the crowd at Nationals Park into a frenzy with a walk-off RBI single. Facing Mets closer Edwin Diaz, Juan Soto led off the inning with an eight-pitch walk and then advanced to third on Ryan Zimmerman's slap single to right field. Then on the fifth pitch of his at-bat, Gomes sent a 99-mile-per-hour fastball down the left field line to score Soto and earn himself a Gatorade shower moments after being mobbed by his teammates in the infield. Jan Gomes! Little did Justin Maxwell know at the time that the Nationals did indeed have something going this weekend at home. It was an exciting night at the ballpark to kick off an important series for the Nationals as they tried to measure their weight against the division leaders. This was their third victory by a score of one to nothing this season, second via walk-off, and they had now won five straight and seven of nine games to improve to 31 and 35 on the season. And they were six games back of the Mets with three more chances to gain even more ground over the next two days on Saturday and Sunday. Brad Hand earned the win. He improved to 4-2. Diaz took the loss. He fell to 1-2. Zero runs, two hits, one error for the Mets. One run, seven hits, zero errors for the Nationals. Kyle Schwarber had a hit and a walk from the leadoff spot. 
Trey Turner added a hit right behind him. Soto right behind him had two walks. Of course, the big one coming in the ninth inning. Zimmerman had two hits. Of course, the big one coming in the ninth inning. And Jordy Mercer and Victor Robles also added hits on the evening. Starling Castro reinstated from the restricted list that afternoon after time away to take care of a family matter. Did make a pinch hit appearance in the eighth inning, but struck out on five pitches. And after Fetty exited the game... Kyle Finnegan recorded a 1-2-3 8th inning on 11 pitches, and Brad Hand did the same on 6 pitches in the ninth. Starting a split doubleheader Saturday afternoon, Joe Ross took the mound looking to get his team off on the right foot and carry over some of his dominance that he displayed in his last start against the Giants. But that wasn't exactly the case as Ross dug the Nats into an early hole and route to a 5-1 loss in Game 1. The Mets grabbed a 2-0 lead off Ross only two batters into the game, Lead-off single by Jonathan Villar through the left side of the shifted infield got things started. And then Francisco Lindor drove a ball into the red seats behind the left center field wall for a two-run home run. That snapped the Mets' 21-inning scoreless streak and left Ross needing to keep it at only 2-0. He did respond by striking out six straight batters, four in a row via strikeout, but then came another blip in the top of the third. It began when he plunked opposing starting pitcher David Peterson in the foot. And then a sacrifice bunt from Villar would move him into scoring position, and Lindor would then poke a single into right center, giving the Mets shortstop three RBIs and two at-bats and his team a 3-0 lead. Ross would retake the mound in the fifth, only to dig the hole a little deeper. After allowing a leadoff double to Peterson, Ross got Villar to ground out, and then came Lindor, who hit a ball into the second deck in right field and coasted around the bases for the second time that game, having single-handedly outscored the Nationals 5 to nothing. The Nationals' only run came from a Trey Turner double into the gap, and a Juan Soto RBI single off Aaron Loop. Loop did earn the win for the Mets. Joe Ross fell to 3-7, 5 runs, 7 hits, 0 errors for the Mets, 1 run, 4 hits, 1 error for the Nationals. Turner did go 3-4 for four with a double, but Soto's RBI single was the only other hit the Nats offense could muster in this loss. Austin Voth and Ryan Harper each pitched a scoreless inning of relief of Joe Ross in the 7th inning game. The Nationals would bounce right back later that night, though, thanks to old pals John Lester and Kyle Schwarber again. Starting on the mound, Lester pitched his best outing of the season en route to his first win as a national as Nats beat the Mets 6-2 Saturday night. Lester tossed six scoreless innings before allowing two runs in the top of the seventh, and he was handed a comfortable lead thanks to two home runs from his buddy Kyle Schwarber. Lester retired the first seven batters he faced, striking out three. He stranded a pair of runners on base in the fourth, and when it looked like he was finally going to break down in the sixth, he stranded another two runners in scoring position and then entered the seventh looking for his first shutout since 2014. But he surrendered a single to Tomas Nito and then a two-run homer to Jose Peraza. Then he exited the game at an even 100 pitches and to a standing ovation from the home crowd. As for Schwarber, he gave Lester an early lead with another leadoff homer in the bottom of the first. This was the eighth time Schwarber has led off for the Nationals in the last nine games, and he had now homered five times, four of those coming in the bottom of the first. And Schwarber's going to hit one out that way. See you later. Oh, my. Halfway from the outfield wall to the brew house. And then three innings later, he made that six times in an even bigger spot with the Nationals up 3-0 at that point thanks to Trey Turner's solo home run in the third and Starling Castro's RBI double earlier in the inning. How about this nugget? With the pitcher spot coming up, Davey Martinez could have pinch hit for Lester already with a decent lead, but Schwarber spoke up for his pitcher, vouching for him to hit by telling Davey, he's good, let him hit, I'll pick him up, which is exactly what he did after Lester struck out, hitting a monster three-run blast to right center to extend the Nats' lead to 6-0. Schwarber, deep right center. 
Schwarber at this point had hit five of his 15 homers this season during games Lester has started. And now over their six plus years as teammates, he is homered in 28 of Lester's starts. Wander Suero would end up recording two outs in the seventh with closer Brad Hand forced to enter the, to record the final out on one pitch with two runners on base despite the four-run lead. Lester earned his first win as a national, improving to one and two. Robert Gesellman took the first loss of his season for the Mets, and Brad Hand earned his 14th save. Two runs, eight hits, zero errors for the Mets. Eight runs, ten hits, zero errors for the Nationals. Schwarber, Turner, and Soto each had two-hit games at the top of the lineup, with Josh Bell, Luis Garcia, Starlin Castro, and Victor Robles all adding hits of their own. And Jan Gomes drew a walk to ensure yet another game in which every national starting position player reached base at least once. Now with a chance to win three out of four against the division-leading Mets, the Nationals were looking to make a big statement that they are in fact contenders in the NL East, making the top of this division that much more exciting for the rest of the season. Some exciting news came from the Nationals on Sunday morning as they officially selected the contract of Gerardo Parra, who took the roster spot of Luis Garcia, who was then optioned back to AAA Rochester, with Ben Bramer also being designated for assignment. And though Parra would get his moment later in the afternoon, this day belonged to Kyle Schwarber once again in the Nationals' 5-2 win. Schwarber recorded his first three-homer game of his career, the sixth in Nationals history, and capped off an amazing nine-homer homestand, which is also a new club record, and became the eventual National League Player of the Week. Schwarber's first bomb came once again, leading off the bottom of the first, hitting Taiwan Walker's third pitch of the afternoon to left field for yet another early home run. Leading off career home runs. Might this be number four? Opposite field. See you later. This man is unreal. Kyle's next homer will be a laser into the right field bullpen, leading off the fifth inning, extending the lead to 3-1. to one. Turns on one. Low laser. Right field. See you later. Another two-home run game for the most powerful leadoff man in baseball. You would have thought that would be it for Schwarber, already putting on a spectacular show over the weekend and the entire homestand. But he had one more act up his sleeve. Parra came up to pinch hit in the bottom of the seventh, bringing back that famous energy with his walk-up song, Baby Shark. The entire crowd at Nats Park joining in with the chomping, and they got all the way to the Let's Go Hunt part of the song, thanks to a mound visit by the Mets. And then Parra did what makes him such a vital part of any team, not just in the clubhouse, but also on the field. He got on base by sending an 0-1 pitch down the left field line for a stand-up double, sending Nats Park into a frenzy and giving his teammates the signature Baby Shark hand chop from second base. For as loud as Nats Park got for that pinch hit double, it was nothing compared to what was coming next as Kyle Schwarber stepped back up to the plate and belted a ball to left field off the top of the fence and into the visitor's bullpen for his third homer of the day as Nats Park exploded. That ball is drilled deep to left. Going back is Smith. It is out of here. See you off the top of the wall in later. Schwarber was serenaded by the fans with a curtain call after he rounded the bases, and rightfully so for the show that he put on on Sunday afternoon and the entire homestand. It was an incredible sight to see, something you couldn't have scripted, and if you're listening to me retell it right now, you wouldn't believe me if not for the highlight clips. Patrick Corbin improved to 5-5 five five on the season. He earned the win. Taiwan Walker took the loss for the Mets, and Brad Hand earned his 15th save of the season. Two runs, four hits, zero errors for the Mets. Five runs, 13 hits, zero errors for the Nationals. 
Schwarber's feats were so spectacular, we didn't even talk about Patrick Corbin's strong outing in this one. He went six innings of two-run ball while striking out seven and only walking one on 85 pitches. Kyle Finnegan, Tanner Rainey, and Brad Hand combined for three scoreless innings to close out the victory. After the game, Gerardo Parra said that he almost cried as he stepped to the plate at Nationals Park for the first time since Game 5 of the 2019 World Series, with Kyle Schwarber acknowledging the love and support from all the Nationals fans. I'll be honest, almost cry. I almost cry. Um, see, I compared my first buy in Big League and that one. I, I feel more like nervous right now. So my legs shake a little bit and happy. Happy to see all the fans stand up and play dance a baby char. So I feel like a return to 2019. So happy it, for that. it was almost happy crying, right? Yes, for sure. But like I say, it's um, uh, it's hard. It's hard because when I go to home play, I'm trying to see everybody and wait for to take care of bar because that's a lot of emotion in that moment. You know, I, I appreciate these national fans, and uh, you know, they're they're in it with us. You know what I mean? That the, these fans are in it for the long run with us, and we're gonna keep going out there, and we're gonna keep grinding, we're gonna keep battling, and. It's a it's a great time to be a Washington National. It's a great time to be a Nationals fan. The Nats are now 33-36 and 36 on the season and riding a stretch of winning nine out of their last 12 games, including this 8-3 and three homestand. They are now only five games out of first place in the division behind the Mets and are tied with the Braves for third in the division, only one game behind the Phillies for second place. The Mets and Braves started a four-game series in New York by splitting a doubleheader on Monday, while the Nats began a six-game road trip with two games in Philadelphia on Tuesday. Let's take a look at the opposite dugout. Joe Girardi's Phillies are 34-35, and 35, currently second in the National League East, four games back of the Mets. Over their last 10 games, they are 6-4, and four, and I've gone 6-5 and five over their last 11 since the last time these two teams met. This is their third meeting of the season between the Phillies and the Nationals. The Phillies are 4-2 and two so far in the season series. The pitching probables Tuesday night features a rematch between Max Scherzer and right-hander Zach Wheeler for the second time this month. 7.05 p.m. start on Masson. And then Wednesday's afternoon game, Eric Fetty will take on right-hander Vince Velasquez at 1.05 p.m. on Masson and MLB Network out of market. The Phillies are probably very glad to be back in Philadelphia as they have really struggled on the road this season returning from a 2-4 and four West Coast road trip against the Dodgers and Giants. Overall, they are 13-23 and 23 on the road while going a much better 21-12 and 12 at home. Of course, they did already win 2-3 of three on the road in D.C. this season and repeated that feat at home against the Nationals earlier this month. So sweeping this two-game set will be a great way for the Nats to tag them back in even the season series. The Phillies are currently third in the National League with a 268 batting average in the month of June thus far. They also have the second highest OPS in the league this month at 778. Andrew McCutcheon has been one of the hottest hitters in the league in June, batting 320 with a league high 1126 OPS over 15 games. And Bryce Harper is back off the injured list after returning for the last two games of the previous series against the Nationals. He's hitting 273 with one homer and five RBIs in the 12 games since. On the mound, Zach Wheeler will face Max Scherzer at Citizens Bank Park for the second time this month. In that last start, Wheeler was outdueled by Max in the Nationals' only victory that weekend after giving up two runs and five hits while striking out eight and walking two over seven and a third innings. On the season, he's 5-3 and three with a 2.15 ERA and a 2.70 ERA in two starts against the Nationals. 
Vince Velasquez will make his 11th start this season in his 15th appearance. Of course, he dealt with some command issues in his last start against the Nats. That led to hitting Austin Voth in the face and breaking his nose with a high fastball. Velasquez is 2-2 two two with a 4.44 ERA this season, and he gave up three runs and four hits over four innings in that previous start against the Nationals. The Phillies' bullpen is pitching to a 4.36 ERA this season, ranking in the bottom third in the major leagues. Chase Anderson, who has appeared a couple of times out of the pen, Brandon Kinsler, Matt Moore and Jojo Romero are all on the injured list, while Hector Neris has converted 10 saves and 14 chances with an ERA of 3 this season. Citizens Bank Park is at full capacity now, so the Nationals will get the full wrath of the Philly fan base, which is probably still upset about their 76ers early exit in the NBA playoffs. That's going to do it for this series recap. Be sure to tune into the Philly series this week on Masson. It's only two games with a 1 o'clock game on Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Masson All Access Podcast Series Recaps. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And check out our live episode each week. Myself and Amy Jennings, we're going live on Thursday on our Mass and Nationals Facebook page, YouTube channel, and Twitter. Be sure to give at Mass and Nationals a follow on all social media accounts. And check out our coverage on MassInSports.com. Mark Zuckerman is the best around at covering the Washington Nationals, so give him a follow. You can also give him a follow on Twitter at Mark Zuckerman and give myself a follow at Bobby underscore Blanco for all the latest Nationals news and updates. Our next episode of Recaps will probably drop Wednesday night, maybe Thursday morning, recapping this quick Philly series and looking ahead to a four-game series against the Marlins in Miami. Until then, enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you later. 